0: Due to the graphic nature of this program, viewer discretion is advised. Previously on Little White Church.
1: How many of you people truly stop and thank Trump for being able to enjoy that
0: Thanksgiving meal? I bet none. And I am the facts from the fraud He spends way too much time on the internet Fake news, liberal, demon crats. Listen here, y'all ain't gonna I catch somebody come me and get him. I got a ball in my truck big enough to blow up the a DC Make it look the like a donut when it get done That's what we're gonna do Praise Jesus, we're gonna blow up DC for Jesus Christ Because that's what Jesus would've done
1: Because there was nothing left to check they had been hoping to at least display his
0: tiny dick. I think it was what Jesus wanted me to do. And then the next thing you know, he was gone. And the ground around me was all red, crimson red. And I bowed there and I prayed to Jesus. And, and then I ate my lunch. I know what Christ said. Did he really mean it? We're taking care of the poor is financially silly. I work hard for my money, and my money works hard doing sketchy shit. Like banging women with no condom.
1: Tend to believe Christopher Columbus may have been from Rainesville, Alabama, originally. But of course, it would take some DNA semen samples to determine that. I'm not really interested in digging him up
0: and jerking off his old nasty little white church in the middle of the wood a follower in chump just the best they could some folks like a and some folks don't I guess and then finding fighting in the old church home if you don't agree you better leave them alone like rape your dogs and burn your home with a little white church when the, when the church doors open they might go.
1: Christians go to the Little White Church. Welcome! Welcome! Hey, Sister Margaret, you look really nice this morning, by the way. Oh, hey pal, how you doing? Shake my hand. And you, sir... Oh, too slow! <laughs> I'm your pastor, Bill Bill Reagan White. So it's Thanksgiving. Okay, okay. so I know it's hard to be thankful. It's hard as fuck to be thankful when Biden is your damn president. But hey, at least some of us actually tried our damnedest to overturn the fake results of that Trump damned election. But let me remind you people, one day, one glorious day, Trump And Jesus will come back. And they'll kill everyone. Everyone in this church. Everyone outside of this church. And everyone in the United States of America. In fact, everybody in the world. But before that happens, before that glorious day when we are brutally murdered, I want us to celebrate Thanksgiving with sincerity. Because I sure as fuck would hate to be gloriously murdered before I can celebrate another day of Thanksgiving on this glorious earth. Thank Trump for factory farming and all the fucking meat he provides this nation we can stuff in our face. We are killing animals in the masses and concentration camps and people love it. I love it. I love knowing all these damn animals are dying a horrific death, real scary movie-type shit. Some of these cows have to perform games like they do in the Saw movies. They wake up in a dark room, and they've got two minutes to gnaw a key out their testicles, or else they'll end up on my dinner plate and I'll be eating their ass. But you know what? Fuck them! Fuck those cows. I'm a damn Republican and I believe in Trump! And I also believe somewhat in Jesus Christ. Now I believe that Trump along with that liberal pussy Jesus Christ loaded an ark which is a big fucking boat, full of every animal known to man. And since we don't believe in evolution, we believe Noah stuffed that thing with about 17 million animals onto a 510-foot mini cruise line and saved their no-good asses. And I know how much Brother Fred likes to eat ass. Ain't that right, Brother Fred? Amen! Hey, don't knock it till you tried it. Hey, he tells me a lot worse than that when we meet for therapy. That boat, the Ark, had like 14 turkeys on it. And I believe that Noah and his people ate about four of them for Thanksgiving on that Ark. Cause even though there was a flood going on and it killed everybody on Earth, they still celebrated Thanksgiving. So. That's why we cannot be carried away with what's going on politically in the U.S. today and not celebrate Thanksgiving because of a dumbass like Joe Biden. Now, I don't know how many turkeys the Indians ate, although Indians are pretty skinny. But I don't want to be called a racist, so I'm not going to take a guess on how many. Because I think that Noah might have been Christopher Columbus. That's just a personal theory. That's just a personal belief of mine, okay? Don't knock me on that. Don't quote me on that. So I got a game. I got a game for the church to play. I want to hear what you are thankful for. You see this dead turkey? We got just laying across the altar. I bet you wondered what the fuck was going on with that when you came in the church. but. Brother Leroy killed that motherfucker about a week ago, I think. I'm going to throw this dead carcass around the church like it's a hot potato. And if you catch it, if you catch the turkey, you have to tell us what you are thankful for. And don't hold back. Don't fucking hold back. Okay, you
2: guys ready? Think fast, lead, Roy. Whoa, baby, I got him. Whoa, whoa, hey, oh man, this turkey smells like a dirty bow. Don't afraid. Take a whiff. Remind you, Ethan. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I am pretty thankful for being allowed to murder little helpless animals. And Pastor White, just now when you made that speech about factory farming, that was so insightful and to the point. And thank you for that. It's so much fun, I I get pretty hard doing it, to tell you the truth. Snuffing out something's life helps me suppress my evil perverted desires. I mean, I'll probably admit it, if I wasn't hunting small game, I'd probably be chasing after dudes. I'm sorry if that offends you, the idea of somebody from your church nailing male prostitutes. But let me remind you, it's not totally gay because in my fantasy, I also murder and kill these prostitutes. But that's besides the point. Now, let me tell you what I do sometimes. Um, It's a little disturbing. I take the dead animals' little bodies and I, 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 I dress them... Up like the Backstreet Boys, okay? I pretend that they put on a little show. A couple of the little girl rabbits and turkeys are dressed up like slutty 2000 teenagers. With choke collars and halter tops and they scream for little Backstreet Boy uh, street rodents. I pretend that the Backstreet Rodents want me to go back to their hotel. So I go with them. And they open a couple bottles of liquor and we drink. Then after a while, the little fellers order pizza and prostitute and we're all pretty hammered by then. And one of the bandmates mentions that he's always wanted to know the touch of a lover, especially a human lover. Because they're rodents, rabbits, and turkeys. So one of the band members takes me by the hand. And leads me into his suite. And there, underneath, their golden lace covers. (sighs) I got performance anxiety. The little guy, he was scraping his little claw along my shoulder just like this. And he was reminding me that it's okay, it happens to everybody, and that nobody's keeping score. But I know the differ. I know the differ.
0: <laughs>
2: if I can't perform here in this dream, scenario with the greatest band in the fucking world. I'll never be able to to fuck again but we end up cuddling on the bed <sighs> and he reminds me that everything's gonna be alright <clears throat> and then I wake up. The next morning I wake up the next morning, and they're gone. My Cinderella story is fucking over. And it goes away. Into the night. Like it never happened. Because my damn dog tore my lovers
1: up all over the damn living room. Alright, alright now. That's enough of that gay shit. Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck
2: is wrong with you? I'm sorry, Pastor. why uh, I, you know, I live my life like a fucking pioneer, in modern century, and go out to the mountains and act like I'm sort of this tough mountaineer cowboy from way the hell back then, and live in the elements and do that other stuff I was just talking about. But then I come home and I get on my modern computer and I cuss out liberals on Facebook, watch HGTV with my beautiful wife here, and um. Sometimes we have intercourse um, using all sorts of modern electronic devices while watching shows about rich people. It's totally normal. I'm a normal guy. I'm normal, okay? Everyone, I am normal. Because I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. I'm normal, okay? Okay, whatever. Fuck you guys. Uh, here. Well, hello.
1: I'm Capitol Riot Hero Veteran Hank Vermont. You may recognize me from the new Lincoln Project ad showing me Spirit Cop with a big rubber dildo. Hey, this turkey doesn't stink. I kind of think it smells good. So what I am most thankful for, and I need you people to listen up to this, I am most thankful for my guns. I love my bazooka. I sleep with my bazooka, and one time I jacked off and came on it all over the bazooka. It was so nice. And numerous other guns of all varieties. I love my guns people. Are you fucking listening? I love explosions. Not just in the movies but in real life. I have a YouTube channel where I blow shit up. Check it out. I need the subscribers. Okay? Check it out. I am thankful that I am on house arrest and not full-on incarceration Because I've heard that people rape each other in there and would be utterly defenseless there without my fucking guns. They told me I can come to church once a week because that's my religious right in my fucking country. I love my fucking country. I'm thankful for that son of a bitch country. So, um, hey bitch, catch. Oh my god! I'm about to throw up! This damn turk is my like running shit! Ah, ah!
0: Oh my god! Blah! blah, 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 blah.
1: Ah, I'm sorry. I just threw up a little. I'm done now! Ah, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Oh Jesus, I'm sorry. Ah oh. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna have to pass this.
0: Uh, catch! <laughs> oh, oh. oh god, I
1: think it's waking up, Billy Oh my god, it's alive! Oh I got it, I got him, that son bitch! Oh, I'm choking the turkey! I'm choking the turkey! Oh, he's getting away! Oh shit! Oh! Somebody get that turkey! Somebody! Happy Thanksgiving, bitches. Back streets, back. All right.
0: Hey, y'all listen to the words as I sing, don't worship me for housing. Well, well the demon rats, rats try to steal this land, this but they ain't gonna get past me. Cause our ancestors built
1: it with their hands and fought for this country. country.
0: No, no brown person, person gonna tell me, me, me did Cause I can clearly see That this country
1: Was made. built for it's you made. and me
0: And I thank smallpox For giving me The land of the free Minus the Braves, for we found this land
1: for Christian liberties.
0: Ain't a damn vaccine ain't gonna tread on me. I remember when Obama went and brought a boat across the sea, and the media a big old fit
1: and say it, it surely kill me. But here I stand
2: living in this land
1: and we can clearly see that Obama was the one trying to
0: kill me. I think smallpox for giving me
2: The free, minus the brace,
0: we found this land for Christian liberties. And the damn vaccine ain't gonna tread on me. And the damn vaccine ain't gonna tread on me. A of times, but I survived oh bless him. Lord. Hallelujah. Oh come here. Up. That's just part of my lung.
1: I'll give I don't you know a hug. I've got going on with my lungs. Come here, baby. Maybe
0: y'all pray for me.
1: Oh bless okay, him. Okay, let's go over these damn prayer requests. Let's pray for Barney Schaefer. He was deep frying a turkey outside in a big deep fried bucket thing. He was throwing a football back and forth, back and forth with his grandson, Jeffrey. When Jeffrey threw that football into the fryer, this of course caused a chain reaction, the air to expand rapidly. And God allowed that football to blow that oil and that explosion of oil to shoot up all over Barney. Barney, of course, screamed like a little bitch Ah! and stumbled to the ground. His head fell into that deep fryer, frying his head and brain to a
2: crisp.
1: Okay, so Barney has no face now and can only communicate via a Stephen Hawking-like computer device. His brain is barely functioning and it is fried to a crisp. Well, the good news and silver lining to this incident is Barney has now doubled down and has given his life even more to Trump and he's even more a Trump supporter today than he was yesterday. Praise Trump! Young Jeffrey is very upset about it though, that he has caused his grandfather Barney such pain. Brett Favre, a fellow Trump supporter, heard about the situation and signed the football for both Barney and Jeffrey to hang on their wall. What a great Republican athlete. The doctors are going to cut Barney's mouth hole pretty soon so he can hopefully cuss out a dumb liberal if he needs to. And run his Republican mouth once again for our Lord and Savior, Donald J. Trump. And I'm sure his viewpoints will be so on point and more insightful considering he is 100% times dumber. And his brain is 100 times more fried. I bet even Fox News will offer him a fucking job. I would vote for him if he ran on the Republican ticket. Of course, if Donald Trump is not running. Let's pray for Brother Troy Tanner. Last night, Tanner got extremely drunk to the point he could only crawl. He crawled over a mile. It was like Shawshank Redemption without the shit. Although he probably crawled in some dog shit. He crawled to the rich neighborhood. These people there have houses worth anywhere from 50000 to the likes of even, uh, I would guess, 120000 even in some cases. So he found one of those houses with a pool and crawled up on one of those inflatable unicorn rafts and drifted out to the date band. Troy then took out his pocket knife and cut that unicorn's throat and let that unicorn air out. This of course caused the unicorn and him to sink into the water further. At this point, Troy was so drunk he was unable to swim. As you guys know, Troy has always been a great swimmer and has prided himself on swimming. Because I remember at the community pool, he would challenge us all to racism, beat us all, and call us dumbasses and say, You suck, bitch. He was like Michael fucking Phelps. That son bitch could fucking swim. Homicide ruled Troy's death as a suicide. They found a note wrapped in a small plastic bag. Besides my apocalypse sermon, that I preached the other day as the reason why he killed himself. And also the realization that republicanism has left him poor. And he had a few choice words for me. Well, fuck him too. Now, I hate to say it, but Troy is in hell right now. I know that upsets a lot of you. But suicide will get you there, just like Ben gay will. It will get you straight to hell. Now, you are probably wondering if I'm going to stop saying some of the things I say during my church on a regular basis. Well, of course not. I will preach the truth, and a few days of liberal-minded members are not going to stop the truth from coming out. I will always tell you how it is. And that COVID-19 is a hoax. I don't care. It's killed half my congregation. I don't give a fuck. It's the truth, the light, it's the Trump. These people who died and went to hell just don't like the fucking truth. So fuck all of you If I want to leave my fucking church, or even this fucking world, because your dumb fucking liberal ideas, get the fuck out! I don't fucking care, get out! Fuck Troy! And I will not be going over all these damn COVID-19 deaths. Fuck those people. I think they're just faking it anyways.
0: Hello, hello! Hi, my name is Karen. I've um, been in jail for the past few weeks, and I am so terribly sorry about that. It was a complete misunderstanding. Um, The first time I mistaken um, a black boy, a little black boy, um, I I thought he had a gun, so I hit him with my car, Um, but they said that he may have some brain activity next week, so that's great. And the second time i um uh, I called the police on a man that was standing in his yard, and he looked suspicious, so you know whatever i I would do it a thousand times again. okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am the children's church minister at the church here at Little White Church, and um, bringing your kids down. we're going to read a story from the Trump children's Bible. Yes, yes. Come on down, ladies and gentlemen. Bring your kids down here. Oh, you guys look so cute, dressed up like little turkeys. Oh my god. Oh, oh, you went hunting this morning. Oh, I mean, whatever. That's that's okay. Yeah. Oh, you did. You killed one. Uh, Daddy told you not to tell, but. Uh, you know what? I we don't have to know about that. A six-foot hole. Okay. Whoa. Nope. Nope. We do not know, sir. We don't have to talk about that. Everybody just forget. Kids say the darndest things. Okay. All righty. Let's read from the story today. It's Noah Trump and the heads on the wall. Once upon a time, there was a man named Noah Trump. Mr. Trump had three children that were allowed on TV with him and two others that weren't good for the camera. Mr. Trump lived in a very scary time. People were participating in terrible activities like receiving government assistance for food, giving safe harbor to illegal Mexicans coming across their border, and homosexuals were marrying other homosexuals. One day, God trump... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're just impeding on my marriage by doing that, and and they're making my my husband has so many thoughts. I'm so sorry. One day, God Trump spoke to Noah Trump and said, Noah Trump, I'm going to send a flood. A great blue wave will take over the land where blue has never touched before. You must send your son, Noah Trump Jr., out to collect all the animals that he can and bring them to your new super yacht. Noah Trump did as the Lord instructed and sent out his son to collect at least two of every endangered species across the plains of Africa. Meanwhile, Noah Trump held a beauty pageant to find a few more women he may want to add to his Women I Haven't Married list. Then, on November 3rd, God sent a powerful blue wave and instructed Trump to get on his yacht to avoid the storm. But Noah Trump instead went to his White House. His son came along with several animal heads to hang on the walls when they arrived. Little lions and little elephants and giraffes and baby kittens. Noah Trump hid in his castle for over 40 days and nights. He even convinced his friends to break into the Capitol building to help relieve the blue wave's power. But sadly, in the end, the blue wave prevailed, and now we have a really old president that seems like his batteries have run down, and he won't be able to finish the job on top. And he might have to use his fingers, if you ladies know what I mean. The End no, I did not. Oh, I did not want to know that you knew what I meant, Sally. I, you are way too young, to have even had a clue of what I meant. So no, so, please don't do that in front of the church. Oh my God, everybody, everybody, just stop. Go, go back to your parents, please. Oh, I need, I need a drink. Very, I need a drink right now. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Just stop. All of you, stop doing that, please. Go back to your parent. parents. Come and get them. What? Look at what they're doing! Oh my God! What are you teaching them at home? This is terrible. <laughs> oh, I wish I was back in jail. Thank you, guys. Oh, how we hate to see Our favorite singers, they're all canceling And we're all too afraid to say The truth is you need to know something About About our family We all say with our doors shut And when we're with extended family We make crude jokes about their big butts And lock our doors when they're walking down the street So if I have to cancel him Then I'll have to cancel me We call their but we make sure the windows closed. We're convinced the Bible spells out that interracials go to hell. Everybody raise your hand if you like to say racist jokes when they walk away. Yeah, me too. We, we all say, say we our doors door shut. Door shut, and when we're, we're with extended family. family we make crude jokes about their big butts And they lock our doors when they're walking down the street So if you have to cancel him, my favorite singer You'll have to cancel me We all say with our grandmas She's the most racist in our family Cancel me She still refers to you and me so if you are going to cancel her you best damn cancel me cancel me cancel me and cancel my Hallelujah. wife and cancel my Thank kids cause they've true. got black friends Thank Oh, you You've made it Cancel my okay. dog he, okay. he calls his girlfriend a be in, in dog language And cancel me And cancel him And cancel brother Billy White too Oh! So if you're gonna cancel him You better cancel me You guys could, if this is recorded or anything, please don't share this on social media. It will just be more trouble than it's worth. How is everybody doing in the house of the Trump
1: today? I say, how is everybody doing in the house of the Trump today? Praise Trump! I feel like I'm on the damn Mayflower. About to take some land. I am so thankful to be here. Thank God and thank Trump. I have not been murdered by their holiness or right wing extremism, and he has allowed me to open my eyes and to wake up and to take my morning shit while I drink my coffee and go over my sermon notes and prepare one hell of a fucking message for you all today. So I take a shit about two and a half hours at about 5 a.m. in the fucking morning every Sunday. After I took my shit this morning, I looked down into the ball. My turd looked like an old rugged cross. Stained with blood and slightly green. I don't mean to keep going on about this piece of shit. It's not really necessary, but I'm telling you, it was floating on water. I think that was a sign from God and Trump that our worship today is going to be the shit and the greatest sermon of all fucking time. Jesus and Billy Graham would be ashamed of themselves and could never deliver a message like I'm about to unload on you today. I'm about to drop my heavenly load all fucking over you. I'm going to drop my load on this church. I love Thanksgiving and I'm going to drop my load on this Thanksgiving today. And I'm gonna drop my love right here on Sister Deborah Millie's tits. Thank you. Oh, sit the fuck down, Fred. Sit the hell down and shut your fucking mouth. So I love Thanksgiving. It's my second favorite holiday besides Christmas. Uh, yes, Greg, do you have a question? Yeah, what about 4th of July or Veterans or Day? What about 9-11? Don't you care about our veterans or our choked-down country for Chuck's sake? I mean, I get it. I get it. I love Christopher Columbus, too, and Thanksgiving, too, but I will be choked-down if I ever rank any holiday, even Christmas, which is Jesus' birthday over an American War Heroes holiday. I happen to be a war veteran myself who has been in close combat. I was at the Capitol riot, and I almost got hurt. Do you care to reevaluate your stance again, Pastor Watt? Okay, okay, I guess you're right. I shouldn't have ranked them. You're right. I don't like to point out the fact that Christmas and Thanksgiving is way more enjoyable of a holiday than the rest. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna have to stop you right there, buddy. Ain't no holiday better than Veterans Day or Fourth of July. I wish you would stop running your damn mouth. You are out of line, Pastor White. Okay, you listen here, you son of a bitch. You ain't no war hero because he got caught. You went to jail the day of the insurrection. You were captured. And like Trump said, I don't like people who got captured. You can either shut the fuck up or leave now, you little bastard. Fuck you, pastor! Fuck you! Okay, fuck you, buddy. Fuck Veterans Day, and Trump blessed the USA! And Thanksgiving is the best fucking holiday! So fuck you, that's right, I now, because of you, you son of a bitch, think that Thanksgiving is the best holiday, so Christmas, Veterans Day, and all those war propaganda holidays can suck my cock and balls! And you can shut the fuck up! And shut your fucking mouth and sit the fuck down back in your pew, you little bitch. <sighs> okay, so, like I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by this asshole, Greg Finley, the un American coward who is obviously not a war hero and not like Hank Vermont, the dildo thrower. I love. Thanksgiving. It's my number one. Oh, sit down, Greg. I... I swear to Trump, I will shove this podium so far up your Trump-loving ass, you will go straight to hell, and I will deliver your podium ass straight to Satan and his liberal crew a new furniture pace for their fuck dungeon, and you will be that furniture pace like a coffee table or something. You will be fucked on it by Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio. They will fuck each other vigorously on it while Satan just puts his face up on it. On it and enjoys the fucking show, you sick demented bastard. Fuck. Okay, I want to tell you guys a story about Thanksgiving and how this one Thanksgiving has changed my life. So, the year was 1995 BTC before Trump came, and of course, any year before 2016 is BTC, before Trump came. And any year after 2016, is ATF, after Trump came. After Trump came, ATC would be the time period Stormy Daniels collected her money for blackmailing our poor dear leader-in-chief. So it was Thanksgiving 1995, BTC, before Trump came. Of course, before Trump, the church mainly believed Jesus Christ was the Messiah. Whereas today, we believe Trump is the Messiah and Jesus is his bitch boy, sort of like Mike Pence. Sort of like a Mike Pence character, you see. So, in this story, you will hear me reference more than usual Jesus Christ because that's what we thought at the time. Of course, now we're so far up Trump's ass, and we love that man. The Old Bible is the Old Testament, and now the New Bible, which is the Trump Bible, is the new, updated, real Bible. Go get you one today! They are sold in the lobby of our church. They make a great stocking stuffer around Christmas, And also, they make a great stuffer to stuff in your pants to make your cock look bigger. And I mean that both in the literal sense and the metaphorical sense, because once you read the Trump Bible, you feel like THE fucking man with a huge hog ready to fuck a few porn stars and do some blow. The book is $149.99, plus tax, it's not cheap. But hell, salvation is priceless! I'd rather pay that money than be spit-roasted by Osama Bin Laden and Satan in the afterlife. In the mid-90s, I was a little bit on the lost side. I was a pastor of a church in Alabama, but I was living a secret life of sin! I was addicted! To crystal math. And I would do anything for math. I'm saying math. Math. I was addicted to math. Math. Not math. Not math. Math is just why I kept failing back in school. Because I was a fucking dumbass. Crystal math. Math. I know that part about me doing crystal math, and all that sounds bad, but the real kicker was I was in a closeted gay relationship with my drug dealer, Harold, who was a 7'5 male. I was so addicted to that drug, I was just drawn to him. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I know how the Republican evangelical church feels about the homosexuals. They don't like it, big surprise. So I knew what I was doing was so immorally incorrect. Jesus said somewhere in the Bible in a roundabout way, or maybe he was specific, I don't even fucking know. I don't really remember exactly, but Jesus Christ hated the gay people. And he said under no circumstances should a penis enter a male butthole or mouth. And women who choose to do very nice, erotic, lesbian-type stuff with each other, which is pretty damn hot, I'm going to be honest with you, should only do it as a sort of visual pleasure for a man in a group sex activity or pornography. But also, never in a relationship. These women should never be in a relationship. That is wrong. So the guidelines are a little more relaxed for a woman. But still, it will send you straight to hell if you're gay. So you get that. That's a Republican and religious no-no. It's a no-no. Jesus also said that only a man and a woman can get married. And everyone should use their publicly assigned biological birth bathrooms in this perfect capitalist society. So I do not take what I did by my choice, the math, the math, especially as a Republican Baptist pastor. I do not take the math. I do not take that shit lightly. I still currently hold that Old Bible Testament belief today. That Jesus belief that gay people are evil and going to hell. Because I also believe Trump is prejudiced against gays as well as different races. So this is a time in my life that I was not particularly proud of. But I am being called to preach this message to you by Donald J. Trump himself. Trump has already blown up my head with voice prayer messages saying, when are you gonna tell the church about the gay relationship with Harold, your math dealer? I think it would be a true testament to how I delivered you from that sin. Oh, and I guess the crystal meth is a side note. So I guess if I was an evil Satanist progressive, I would be for equality for these gay people. But I'm not a Satanist. I'm a Trump supporter. So I really enjoyed smoking crystal meth. And once I was high on crystal meth, the sex with my drug dealer Harold felt so much better. The crystal took it to a whole new level. I loved it. I'm a Christian and I love crystal meth. Harold preferred me not to get too high though when fucking him. Because a few times I got so high that he said I was sort of strung out like a zombie and couldn't really fuck him too well. He said, Are you fucking me or the crystal meth? Harold was a gentle giant. But one time, I had group sex with some women. And we stole a bunch of drugs and money from his safe and almost OD'd on it. I mean, I did like every drug he had in there. Of course, the hardest one being marijuana, of course. Then I did some math, of course. I love that one. Cocaine, Viagra, some shit, I didn't even know what the hell it was. And he even had some Pepsi AC in there. So I took that shit too. Because, who knows, maybe the drugs would give me some kind of acid reflux or what have you. So Harold found me passed out naked and saw that his safe was empty. I had two naked women and a small adult woman. She was about three feet. Passed out naked with me. We all had vicious, drug-infused sex. I even wore that small bitch as basically a penis extension and used her to fuck the other two women with. So the small woman... Her name was Victoria. She woke up and screamed, Oh my God, I think everyone is dead. Harold was like, Who the fuck are you? Victoria said, I'm Victoria. Everyone is dead. We did all your drugs, sir. I'm so sorry. Harold snatched her up which had to be pretty scary for her because Harold is 7'5", remember? Harold screamed, Look here, Victoria! You're going to help me get rid of these bodies. Then we can discuss what I'm going to do to you. Harold briefly discussed all the things he wanted to do. He wanted to take all our bodies to a field and have necrophilic sex with all of us while Victoria had to look on in horror. And then he wanted Victoria to work by digging our graves as well as her own, and she only get like a 10 minute break at a time. And then Harold would have probably killed her also, possibly doing necrophilic things to her also. I don't really know, though, because he told her he would discuss it later with her, but if it's halfway as crazy as the stuff he described about doing to us, you know, the necrophilic things, then let me save her the trouble. It was going to be pretty bad. I think he was just a little mad, though, because at the time, he thought his lover, which was me, was dead and cheated on him, which I did. And I'm ashamed of it with this other dead woman and the small person he was now holding in the air who happened to be the only living survivor, so he was pretty fucking pissed. So I think he just wanted to scare her. At least I hope, because the necrophilic stuff was pretty fucked up. Because he said some pretty damn fucked up things. I'm telling you, we all look dead. I thank God I wasn't dead because I would have gone straight to hell. I just know it. So Harold threw Victoria against the wall thinking he had knocked her out. He came over and kissed me on the lips and cried. And he held me and he told me He loved me, and he should have never got me addicted to crystal meth. Harold then went to the kitchen to find some heavy-duty garbage bags. So that sneaky bitch Victoria called the cops while Harold was in the kitchen. The cops arrived, and all of us that were lifeless had to be taken to the hospital to be worked on. And that night... I witnessed to a bunch of paramedics about Jesus Christ because they saved my life, so I was trying to save their life. But they just laughed at me. Oh, well, that's their choice. They can burn in hell for that. And thank God we all made it out alive, but Harold was so fucking pissed. I never seen him that pissed before. He was a gentle giant. It actually could have been worse though because if we wouldn't have done all the drugs then the police would have found the drugs and Harold would have gotten into a lot of fucking trouble. I used to pray every day to Jesus Christ. Please help me get off this crystal meth so I can stop living in sin and having sex with this guy Harold. I'm not gay, Jesus. You know that. You know I'm very much into women. And I am definitely not bisexual either, Jesus. And Jesus the Christ, I know! If it was just for the crystal meth, or if it was just because I was a racist country asshole, you could forgive me. But this gay shit, I know you want that to stop, Lord. I know you really want me to go to hell for these gay sins. Gay stuff is your pet peeve, Lord. I promise you, I will quit after Thanksgiving. The only way to quit doing gay stuff will be for me to quit math for good. I will do it cold turkey. So I got high that afternoon right before Thanksgiving over at my parents' place, which at the time was also my place. I had my own childhood room there that I had grown up in. I had the Farrah Fawcett red bikini picture hanging on the wall. I remember I had jacked it to that one so many times, it's unreal. And I'm not talking about working in construction, if you catch my drift. I had my Legos, my Ninja Turtles, my He-Man toys, which were not gay. It was like I never left, and really, I hadn't. I was a grown fucking adult preacher living in his parents' house and getting high on crystal meth, playing with toys still. So if you ever feel low in life, Remember this image in your head, Billy White smoking crystal meth and stroking to Farrah Fawcett while having a Stretch Armstrong doll fist his tight little cornhole, and I'm not talking about cornhole the game, if you catch my drift. In reflection, I feel pretty low about it now, but at the time... The meth made me feel powerful and it took over. So Stretch Armstrong wasn't working out or Stretch Armstronging to my liking, so I stuck the head of that Stretch Armstrong doll right inside of me. And I immediately spilt my protein juice all over the carpet. I then just rubbed it in to the carpet with my foot to hide the evidence from mom and dad. I then heard a knock at the door. I said, just a minute! I scrambled. I put my drugs away. And I pulled my pants up. I hid my meth pipe in the Mr. Potato Head toy. My brother Rufus came in the door. My brother is a pretty successful guy in terms of the world. He is an electrician and is making so much fucking money and is living in sin because he never goes to church and wants to hear me preach. But he chose the world over salvation. So Rufus comes over to me and says, hey little brother, you are not looking so good. Do you feel okay? I look Rufus Square in the eyes and I say, What the fuck is your problem? Do you think you're better than me because you make cash? I can make cash too. I look fucking great. I'm a good looking guy. Women want to fuck me. I guarantee you they do. And Rufus just grabbed me and he hugged me and brought me in close. I pushed him off of me and said... I'm not gay. I just worked out with Stretch Armstrong here. I'm fucking pumped. Rufus was confused, but then again, he knew I was immature for my age and probably thought my workout with Stretch was a lot more innocent than it actually was. Rufus said, Oh, I remember this doll. Hey, you remember when we were little? And how we used to make out with Stretch Armstrong to prepare for the possibility of real make out sessions with real women. Do you remember that? (laughs) It doesn't really make sense anymore though because the head is so tiny on this thing. (laughs) I immediately corrected him. Oh no, it's a lot bigger than you think, believe me. Rufus gave me a pity laugh, I guess because he really didn't know what I was referring to and why should he. He didn't see the things me and Stretch were doing. Rufus said, you remember Maggie? I wanted to kiss that girl so bad. I would practice on this thing day and night. I was like, yeah, she was beautiful. Did you ever kiss her, Rufus? Rufus said, why you mean like this? And he took that Stretch Armstrong doll and French kissed the fuck out of it. I was like, oh, wait, Rufus, oh, wait, Rufus, don't do that. Oh, my God, don't use your tongue. Oh, my God, stop, Rufus, stop it now. Rufus just kept at it. He was like, oh, I love you, Maggie, I love you, Maggie, my... You are so pretty, Maggie Mae! I love you!" Rufus then stopped and said, "'This doll smells like shit and tastes like meatloaf." I then said, "'Hey, hey there, Rufus, what did you think I meant when I said I worked out with Stretch Armstrong?' Rufus was like, what, were you making out with this thing? I said, no, we went a little further than that, and I'm sorry. I saw Rufus's eyes widen as he realized what I was telling him. He fell to his knees and started (gasps) driving. I immediately started praying for Rufus. I said, Jesus Christ. Please forgive Rufus. He knew not what he was doing. That's what you said when you were on the cross. Remember, Jesus? These people don't know what they are doing. They look like they are killing your ass, Jesus. Rufus knew not what he was doing. He knew not what he did. Please forgive him. Please come inside, Rufus, Lord. Save him. Just then, my mom walked in and saw Rufus on his knees and me praying for him. My mom said, Oh, I am so proud of my two boys. You are praying for Rufus. How sweet. I was just going to let y'all know to come out and say hello to everyone. A lot of the family is already here. I shouted to God, Rufus did not know what Armstrong did to me. Jesus Christ, Rufus knows not what he did. Forgive him and enter him like Armstrong did me. Mom was so pleased. Praise him, Rufus. Take him into you. Let Jesus be one with you. Rufus screamed, no, I can't. It was awful. Help me, Jesus. I said, Jesus I want you to come into Rufus like you have never come before. I want you to show Rufus who you are and come inside him, Lord. Lord Jesus, enter this man now. Confess with your tongue, Jesus is Lord. Mom confronted Rufus. Just let Jesus save you. Don't resist it, Rufus. Confess with your tongue now I guess Rufus was still tasting that nasty meatloaf taste in his mouth because he started talking in tongues. He was like Jesus they cry Oh no 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 help me hello oh, no, no, no. I know what I did Christ I gave Rufus Amentos the fresh maker like I was giving him a communion ceremony. I said Now go be with Jesus and I gently kissed him on his forehead. My mom hugged him and proclaimed, Praise Beta Jesus! Billy, you saved Rufus through Christ our Lord! Praise Jesus! My mom kissed him on the forehead. I then kissed Rufus again on his forehead. Rufus was like, Stop kissing my fucking forehead! My mom was like, Rufus, part of being a Christian is not using modern-day cuss words. Jesus doesn't like that. His two pet paves are cussing and gay sex, of course. Rufus's face turned blood red and he gave me a pissed off look and turned around and said, thank you, brother, for that prayer. Let's go out and see everyone. He then silently mouthed the words, what the fuck? So we go out to the living room. And my whole family is there. There's all sorts of people I knew, but there was also people I had no earthly fucking idea who the hell they were. But they knew me. They were like, how's it going, Bill? My, have you grown? And I'm just like, oh, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? So, I then looked over and saw... The most beautiful woman I have probably ever seen. She was adjusting her bra because I think her bags were so big and they were aggravating her so she had to keep adjusting that bra. I knew though that it's fucked up. This was a family event. I can't be turned on by my family members. Just then, my cousin Rick turned to me and said, I know she's hot, isn't she? I bet she's tight as a motherfucker. She's your cousin. Her name is Miley. I said, well, I'm not going to go after my cousin there, Rick. That's a little fucked up, a bit." Rick then pulled me in close and said, Dude, she is adopted, I swear to God. I then was like, maybe Rick has somewhat of a point. But just as I started to approach her, some douchebag came out of nowhere and said, "Miley, let's go to the bathroom and make out. Come on, baby, let's go. Miley said, I'm kind of busy. And the guy just grabs her by the back of the neck really aggressively and whispered, Look, don't embarrass me in front of your dumbass family. Let's go to the bathroom now, whore. So they ran off. I asked Rick, who the fuck was that? Rick said, oh, that's Jacob, Miley's boyfriend. He is such a douchebag. I said, I can tell. Everyone else was there chugging bears and watching the Florida Gators game. My Uncle Michael was cussing at the TV screen. Oh, you dumb fuck! Why didn't you just pass the fucking ball? The gangers are going to lose this fucking game because of you sons of bitches. It's fucking ridiculous! Margaret, can you get me a damn beer? Margaret said, oh no, honey. I think we're out of beer. The room went completely silent. The TV even cut off. I think Grandpa released a high-pitched fart. (laughs) What the fuck, Grandpa? But other than that, the room was completely silent. Uncle Michael screamed, what the fuck? We better get some beer. This is a fucking emergency. Margaret shouted, We are also out of cranberry sauce and potatoes. My uncle then stood to his fucking fate and was like, What the fuck is wrong with you fucking people? The Gators are losing? I'm going to experience a Thanksgiving without beer, cranberry sauce, or potatoes. Margaret then informed him that we were also out of ready-made rolls. Michael threw the fucking TV remote at Margaret's direction. What the fuck? How are we supposed to celebrate being thankful for Christ our Lord's sake? We might as well go home. I have leftover Thanksgiving food from our office party at work. I will just eat that shit. What the fuck, people? So I suggested you guys just need to relax. You could just use my, my church van out here if you want, and you could go get some more supplies. I can watch the turkey. The van is big enough for y'all to go. And I'm sure you could use the extra hands to get all that beer that you want. I was really just wanting to get everyone out of the house and have some peace and quiet, and I could do my crystal math. So, Michael scratched his head and said, Is it a manual or automatic? What cylinder engine is it? I replied, "Um, It's an automatic van like the one Rosa Parks wouldn't follow the fucking bus rules in. Michael said, Fine, that, that will do, I guess. Oh, and Margaret, you got to sit in the back of the bus like Rosa Parks because you dropped the ball on this. Just as they started to walk out, Michael turned to me and said, Let me ask you, what kind of gas mileage does the van get? And what cylinder engine is it? I was frustrated. I was just like, Oh my God, it's a damn van. It's not a Corvette. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus fucking Christ. So before they left, my mom showed me what I needed to do with the turkey. She said, This timer is about to go off. And when it does, it means it's unthawed and you can season it. We have several things in the kitchen you can use. You can use anything you want, then put it into the oven for about 10 hours. So as soon as everyone left, I start to get high on crystal meth. I hear the timer go off, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to marinate this turkey. So, I look into the turkey's pussy hole opening, and I start to get a little turned on. I keep thinking about how my cousin Miley, my adopted cousin Miley, looked today. So I got hard as a motherfucker. Let me remind you, I was high and out of my mind, and I was lost. So don't look into the situation too much. I start fisting that turkey. I know that sounds crazy, but it felt good really good. So I get to thinking, maybe I should enter this turkey to celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm sure this would be what Christopher Columbus would do. So I pull my pants down, and I put a condom on, of course. Hey, I didn't want to get salmonella or some sort of turkey STD. Hey, just ask that guy who fucked the monkey who gave us AIDS and I inserted myself into that turkey like I was Jason Bakes from American Pie or Mr. Bean. And I go to town on that turkey. I fucked the living shit out of that turkey. I get to pounding that thing on the counter and holding those two little turkey legs up. And I say, I bet you fucking like that, don't you, you? dirty little turkey whore, gobble, gobble, mmm! And I arrived so hard in that turkey that my legs just started shaking and around. I basted the shit out of that turkey. I felt immediate remorse and started praying to Jesus Christ while my dick was still in that turkey. So church, I said to Jesus Christ, Dear Jesus, it's me, Bill Reagan White. I know I just fucked a turkey. I know that. I know you watched me do it. You see, Lord, I am addicted to crystal meth. It's hard makes me do sexually immoral things. I know you don't mind the math, but it's my actions after I get high that make me do horrible things. Although, the four-way where I used that small person to penetrate the other two women with was completely okay, because that was a heterosexual encounter, and it was awesome. This turkey fucking and gay stuff has to come to an end, though, for me. To achieve heaven and be righteous by your homophobic standards, rules, and regulations. I am sorry, Lord. I will quit cold turkey. I know this is not what you would probably consider it to be cold turkey. You know, fucking a turkey and all, Lord. This is considered necrophilic sex with a dad turkey. And I'm sure that turkey went to hell, Lord. Maybe you could allow that turkey into the gates of heaven so the Christians in heaven can eat him. Maybe give him a 10-minute head start before you kill him. Maybe the great Christopher Columbus could eat him. Chris Columbus and the 39 men who passed on at La Navidad could enjoy this turkey for Thanksgiving in heaven. Please, Jesus, forgive me for fucking this turkey. Let me make clear to this church, I fucked a turkey for Thanksgiving in 1995. I fucked a turkey church while I was on Crystal Math. I fucked a turkey. Do we have an understanding? Okay. Like I said, I'm not a political preacher. I am at my lowest point right now. Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to fuck another turkey. <laughs> Amen. I heard someone say, What the fuck? I turned around. It was Jacob, Miley's boyfriend, remember? I immediately thought, Oh my God. I forgot that those two had snuck out to the bathroom. I thought I was alone when I fucked this turkey. I didn't see Miley around though, so I quickly pulled out and pulled my pants up. I said, Okay. it's not what it looks like. Jacob said, Oh, really? It looks like you were fucking that Thanksgiving turkey there, bro. And then I heard your entire prayer, and I was like, yeah, he fucked that turkey. I was like, okay, man, let's just forget what you saw here. I mean, I did, uh, fuck that turkey per se, you know, but then I prayed to Jesus Christ and he forgave me, so... uh, Please don't tell anybody, okay? Jacob was like, oh no, I'm telling everyone. I was just in disbelief, okay? Yeah, I watched you for a good 15 to 20 minutes fucking that turkey, but that's besides the point. Also, I'm 16, so basically watching a grown man like yourself openly penetrate a turkey on Thanksgiving is an act of pedophilia. Hey, I know you. Aren't you that fucking dumbass preacher from the little church up the street? I once went to vacation Bible school there one time with a friend. That church sucked ass, man. You were lame. I said, You better apologize. And then Miley walked in the room and said, What the fuck is going on here? Uh, why does Jacob need to apologize? I looked over at Jacob, and in that moment, I saw he's about to open his big damn mouth and tell her what he saw. So I rushed his ass. I tackled him, and I punched him repeatedly in the face over and over. I screamed, you son of a bitch. You should never treat a woman the way you treat Miley, you bastard. This is the only, the one and only reason I'm kicking your ass right now. I opened the kitchen cabinet, and I shoved Jacob's head in it. And I repeatedly opened and closed that kitchen cabinet door on his head. Open and close, open and close, Checks Mix fell all over the damn floor. Then I grabbed that little sink sprayer gun thing from the sink and I sprayed the shit out of his face. And then I, the whole time Miley's just screaming, Quit fighting you two, quit fighting! I then threw Jacob's hand against the gas fucking stove and I turned that gas stove on to hot. And I scalded his face. At this point, Jacob started screaming, Okay, okay, just let me go. Just let me go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You will never see me again. I swear to God. I swear to Christ. Just let me go. So I threw him to the ground, and he ran off like a little bitch that he is, and no one ever saw him again. Miley said, you must have seen him hit me. I looked at Miley, and she had a huge black eye. I guess I didn't notice right away because I was so damn worried about Jacob telling her about me fucking the turkey and all. So I said, yeah, I did, that's the reason I fought him. They shouldn't have done that to you. And I was fucking pissed. You deserve a good Republican man who is not going to bait you, but will make sexist remarks towards you and make you his house bitch slave to attend to his every need. And the only thing, the only thing he would require of you is to not step up and get a superior job over him and make him feel insuperior and not enough for you. Oh, oh, and one other thing to be understanding if he ever can get up one night. Miley started crying and I hugged her and I brought her in close and I said, don't worry. Jesus is going to one day take Jacob to hell where he fucking belongs. Miley then saw my drug kit where I kept my meth pipe and all that shit in it on the table. She asked me what the hell it was. And I said, it's probably Jacobs, that meth addict. Oh my god, you have been through so much, girl. I can't even imagine. This is crazy. So then I realized we needed to put that turkey in the oven and season it. So with the help from Miley, I said, oh shit, we, uh, we better marinate and cook this bird. I was kind of paranoid that perhaps maybe the family maybe could taste the fact that I had sex with a turkey, so I wanted to mask that a little bit. So I just started grabbing all sorts of sauces. I grabbed A1 sauce, 57 sauce, mayo, Worcestershire sauce, uh, some milk, and I, I just started pouring that shit all over the bird. I also poured a bunch of spices on that thing like some garlic, parsley, oregano, uh, cinnamon. I even grabbed some Vaseline. I wish I would have thought about that when I fucked the turkey, but I didn't think about it then. So as I'm doing this, Molly's telling me the cruel details of how Jacob really was an asshole to her. Like this one time, Jacob on Valentine's Day, had talked her into giving him a foot job while eating his ass at the same time, and then he complained about it. What an asshole. If she did half that stuff for me, I would be a happy camper, because we probably do a lot of that stuff camping. After we get the turkey in the oven, Molly says, thank you. No one's ever stood up for me like you have. So I try to say something cool in the moment, so I say, Hair's looking at you, babe. You are worth the whole damn bunch of them. Why? It sounded cool to me in my head at the moment. And obviously, obviously it somehow worked because she started to lean in closer towards me. Towards my lips. So I'm like, oh fuck, this is happening. So I start to lean down to kiss her. And just as her lips are almost touching my lips, the door flies open everyone is coming back in from the beer run. They immediately asked where Jacob was and what happened to Miley's eye, to which I said, well, Miley broke up with him tonight and um, sent him home. And as for the the eye, uh, she, um, uh, you know, she, she tripped on that TV remote Uncle Michael threw earlier, remember? And her eye hit the ca- the counter, the, the corner of the coffee table, I mean. To which Margaret said, see, Michael? You should have calmed down. Your carelessness got poor Miley hurt. You could have at least picked that damn remote up before we left. So Michael went over and picked the remote up and turned the Gator game back on and shrugged. Okay, there, I picked it up. The game is back on. Let's drink, motherfuckers. So we end up gathering later at the table for Thanksgiving dinner, and everyone's bragging about what a great job I did with the turkey. My mom said, everything worked out. Jesus provided us with a turkey. My wonderful Baptist pastor's son, Billy, blessed this turkey today. Thank you, Jesus. I even ate some of the outside pieces of the turkey, and it was actually pretty good. All of a sudden, Miley started dry heaving. <gasps> she was choking on something, so I performed the Heimlich maneuver on her. I screamed, please, God, Jesus, help her, help her. And in my head, I was thinking, I haven't got laid yet, so I hope God helps her. She coughed up a condom across the room and onto Rufus' forehead. Rufus cried, oh, for fucking Christ's sake. And my mom was like, remember what we said about Jesus not liking modern cuss words? Well, he doesn't. The family couldn't figure out why Miley coughed up a condom. Other than maybe she was just a dirty whore. So as you know, the condom was my mistake because I fucked the turkey, so I tried to cover for her. I said, it must have been a factory farming mistake, like a food industry mistake. Some some employees must have had sex with a turkey or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. My mom said, I want you to take her into your room and pray for her like you did Rufus. You saved Rufus. You can save Miley, too. You are the most Christian one here, besides me. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> to which, Rufus rolled his eyes. So I take Miley to my room. She was confused about the condom. I reassured her, it was probably a food industry mistake. And it probably fell out of some food worker's pocket or something. So I tell Miley, Look Miley, Thank you. You are an incredible woman. You are not the sinner or the whore my family think you are. I'm the whore, okay? I'm the whore. There are some things I've been going through that no one knows except for me and Jesus Christ. I don't understand it. I need help. I need Jesus' help. And he needs to help me overcome it. Miley said, Do you really need Jesus to help you? Or do you need this badge to save you? She pulled her pants down. I got hard as a daggum rock. I said, Let's do this for Jesus. She said, I need your staff to save me. I entered this woman with the authority of Jesus Christ our Lord, which is now Donald Trump. I'm telling you, that badge saved me that night. We made love like three to four times, and I deposited my go-go juice each time into a gold chalice. This was like a spiritual event. So... We wanted to do some crazy spiritual shit. We decided to go all out and do it in a ceremonial way. So I put on my priest robe and my Pope hat I wear on special occasions at the church. I know it doesn't make any sense for a Baptist preacher to wear, but I like it because it makes it look official. So she decides to put on my high school graduation gown. So we do the ritual some more in these ridiculous outfits. Finally, she knelt before me and started going to work on me for Jesus. My mom came in right as I was finishing the ceremony, and I poured the contents of that gold chalice all over Miley's face. I screamed, Jesus, come in here now! Thank you, Jesus! My mom could not see from her angle what was really happening. My mom cried out, Praise Jesus! You did it again, Billy! You saved Miley! You baptized her! It sounded like y'all had an exorcism in here. I threw the priest robe back over my schlong and proclaimed, We are both doing much better now, Mom. I think we needed that time to reflect and praise Jesus. So, my mom, my cousin, and I hugged each other and kissed Miley's forehead. My mom said, This is the best Thanksgiving ever! So, after that day, I never touched crystal meth again or contacted Harold. I got right with Jesus and eventually moved out of my parents' house and got a trailer. So that Thanksgiving back in 1995 when I was on crystal math and I fucked a turkey, I am very thankful for it. It was hard, but I'm glad I did it because it brought me closer to Jesus and now Trump. I got laid and I quit crystal math cold turkey. And I also got out of going to hell by trusting in Jesus. So it was a win-win situation. Now look at me. I love Trump. And I still think I'm going to heaven. And about two-thirds or more of the world is not going to heaven. So that is my Thanksgiving story. I hope it stays burned in your damn memories forever and you can't fucking sleep at night. Even if you go to hell, I hope in hell you remember this fucking story and you are tormented in hell. Also, we are having a fellowship Thanksgiving dinner after service. Guess what? I cooked the turkey. I would like to call my worship leaders down and lead us into some worship. Really, the turkey will be fine, guys. Don't worry about the turkey. I cooked it. I didn't fuck it.
0: Speed it up a little bit, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Give thanks to Donald Trump. Give thanks to Melania. Come on. Give thanks because he gave up his life for us. Give thanks With a hate-filled heart Give thanks For being white Give thanks Because we have so much white Privilege Give thanks Give me some thank you I'll give The snowflakes run and hide It's laid ourselves to the rich Because of what capitalism has done to us And now, let the proud boys fucking stand by And let the wars touch Trump's stomping neck Because he tells us he is rich But I just, Texas, give pay
1: So what just in the Thanksgiving fuck is going on with you? Why are you so unthankful? to be working your ass off like a slave in America today. Not all of us are as smart as our Lord and Savior, Donald J. Trump. But if we work hard, maybe we can retire at age 80 in this wonderful country we can get our slice. If y'all don't have Thanksgiving in your fucking heart today, then what the hell do you have in your heart? Do you even have a heart? I know I do. Especially for rich people. I don't care about all these poor losers who play the system and don't work. They're lazy. Well, let me tell you what I do do. I always go and I donate my time. And I help feed the poor houses around Thanksgiving. But I want to demonstrate to you and to them, yes, I am actually a kind person in real life. I know CNN told you I wasn't. But I will feed you this one damn time. And then the rest of the damn year, I need you to fuck off. So I ask you to go out and do something for your community. It will be a great time for y'all to yell at people for wearing masks or witness to them about Trump. Maybe some of y'all can't do that because a lot of y'all are lost and going straight to the lake of fire. Maybe some of y'all are liberal progressives that need a turkey shoved up their non-believer ass. Don't die and go to hell today. I would just hate for you to lose your life believing in equality for all and chasing the dream of ensuring health care for all and then end up going to hell for it for that fucking belief. You wasted your damn life not believing the election was stolen or that rich people deserve a tax break or that Trump was the best damn president ever. You wasted your entire life believing in nonsense, and you were never correct. And you helped no one. You only cared about your damn self. I got something to ask you. What if you leave here today, and you pass on? Where would you go? What if you leave here today and you are on vacation, scuba diving off the coast of Africa? Why the hell you were there? I don't know. You find an abandoned sunken ship. You find a chest full of gold doubloons. You start celebrating the fact that finally you are part of the 1% and a tax break will finally benefit you. You waited your whole fucking life for this. But all of a sudden, you see a great white shark circling the ship, circling the ship. You hide inside that ship. You notice your air is getting low. And if you do not resurface soon, you will suffocate. And if you try to surface, that great white may get you. So really, you have no choice but to at least try to resurface because either way, you will die. And it's always possible the great white shark may not even see you. So you start to head towards the surface. When you see that shark start swimming downwards, you think, oh, maybe he is leaving me alone. When all of a sudden, you are 180 feet in the fucking air and that damn shark has you in his damn mouth. And you are staring at his killer eyes. You see all your red blood just floating with you in midair. And you see the boat that you sailed in on. And all your family and friends. And you say, I should have the Trump. As you pass on, you go to hell. And I'm telling y'all, you don't have to go to hell today. If you make the choice while you are still alive to let Trump come in you, if your day editing comes in you, it doesn't work. Once you die, the deal is null and void. You go to hell. You have to make the choice now while you are alive. That's the way the deal works. So will you give your life to Trump and not go to hell? Come on down and stop fucking around. This Thanksgiving, I want it to be the most special one for you like the time I fucked that turkey. Come on down.